Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Tea Care Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jeremy Sutton, and I'm joined by co-host Alex Best. Now today we're going to be talking to Niall Simpson. He is the founder and managing director of recruitment agency Pursue Talent and also the founder of the Black Tech Sales Network. So we're going to be talking to him about all things communities and the amazing support and guidance that they can provide to their members. We're also going to be talking to him about the loads of opportunities that we have in the tech sector and looking at how we can encourage more people from all different ethnicities to take advantage of the career options that it can provide. So wherever you are, grab a pen, grab a notebook, and we hope that you enjoy this week's episode of the Tea Care Podcast. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Tea Care Podcast. I am your host, Alex Bess, and today I am joined by Jeremy Sutton. Hi, Jeremy. How are you doing? Hi, I'm great, thanks, Alex. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad, not bad. But today um, on the podcast, we have someone who has the ability or has gone and created a community um, for people within sales who are from a black background. He's just launched um, his own recruitment firm, if I've got that correct. Um, we have Niall Simpson. So hi, now, Now, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for inviting me on the pod. Um, I'm looking forward to digging into this conversation, which is something I'm, um, I'm quite passionate about. Still learning as well, but um, yeah, hopefully I can uh, shed some light into uh, my community and, and help other, others build communities as well. Brilliant. No, so yeah, thank you, Niall, um, for joining us on the podcast today. And yeah, I'm really excited for the topic that we're focusing on because um, we're going to be focusing on how to build a strong community within the tech sector, not and not just limiting that to your company, but going beyond that as well, um, and really looking into how you can build that community within an industry. Um, so now I've sort of glossed over just some of the things that you're doing um, at the moment, but could you give our listeners an uh, introduction about yourself and, and, and just what you're doing at the moment? Yeah, sure, sure. So um, two things going on, which are really exciting. Um, I've just launched my uh, my own recruitment business that specializes in uh, sales, sales roles in the tech space. Uh, we're called Pursue Talent. Um, so yeah, I've I recently set it up after five years at another business uh, and thought that it was the right timing for me to launch my own thing. Um, a lot of that confidence um, from setting up Pursue came from the launch of Black Tech Sales Network in uh, 2000. Um, so Black Tech Sales Network is a community of black sales professionals, black commercial professionals in the tech space. Um, we're on a mission to sort of empower the next generation of sales leaders, commercial leaders in the tech space by bringing community together. We, um, we you know, we educate, we celebrate, we elevate our, our members through um, through networking events, through workshops, through mentoring. Um, and we're currently at around 400 members and we're continuing to grow all the time. So, yeah, managing the launch of Pursue Talent and um, managing BTSN at the same time. Wow, sounds like no mean feat. And a great, a great mission you've got there now. Um, how are you? How are you getting on? So leading, leading the network, but also starting up your own business sounds like a, sounds like it must be a busy time. Yeah, yeah, super busy, like ridiculously actually. But I enjoy it. Like I feel comfortable within chaos. So like I'm enjoying like the whole um, everyday being different. 
you know, putting out fires, fighting battles all the time. But I love this. This is this is why I did it. Um, so to be honest, I think I've learned to build up the um, sort of time management skills of managing BTSN alongside work when I was in my previous role, which I'll come on to later and how I set BTSN up whilst I was at my previous business. Um, so I think I've got much better over the last year, two years of managing managing the community, but then also managing recruitment as well. So, But still, it's a lot to take at the moment, but just being smart, being efficient, um, and not wasting time on things that are going to take too long right now. Just being um, really effective. So, what I'm, I'm intrigued to know what inspired you um, to start BTSN because I am a member of BTSN and I do think it's a great initiative and the, the events and having that community is very important because I do feel like I go there and, and leave the events energized and quite proud um, to see faces um, that are similar to mine, essentially, um, all meeting up and talking about their successes. So what, what drove you um, to really be the founder and the, the key player um, within BTSN? Yeah, it's quite simple, really. So it came from just being a recruiter in the tech space um, spending a lot of time on LinkedIn, looking for candidates for the jobs that I'm working on. Um, it was very clear to me from the beginning, getting in the industry, that there's a lack of black representation in tech sales roles. Um, and I always tell this story. I mean, as you can tell from my accent, I'm from Huddersfield. And moving to London in 2017 and learning around, learning like I didn't know anything about recruitment. I didn't know anything about the tech space. And then seeing what opportunities existed in sales roles in tech, it was almost like a light bulb moment thinking, hang on, why are more people uh, like me not getting into these industries? I'm speaking to candidates on a daily basis, asking what salaries they're on, thinking, wow, like he's only got, or she's only got two to three years experience. Why are more people like me or people from my background or from where I'm from getting into these industries? So yeah, I guess that was very clear from the beginning that there was a lack of representation. So. I guess it took the, it took a few years for me to build the courage up to actually want to do something about it. Um, so in my third year, in my previous role, um, I thought, look, like maybe we should do an event around it, do an event around increasing black representation in tech. But to be honest, an event, one event isn't going to do anything. People come along, they nod their head, they clap their hands, they leave, and then there's no action off the back of it. So I wanted to create something more meaningful. And that's why I, uh, I thought about creating a community instead yeah i mean well i, I mean it's a, obviously an awesome you know an awesome mission and uh by the by but my extended family from huddersfield so there you go all right connection okay. with my but, uh, <laughs> have you been before have you been yeah absolutely yeah i mean i've had some of my best curries up in huddersfield so uh yeah it's apart from the family it's got a special place in my heart but uh <laughs> but um like i'm really interested what made you what what, I mean, I loved that, you know, you finally got the courage. What gave you the courage to kind of actually go, I'm going to do this, I'm going to go out, see there's a challenge, I'm going yeah. to take it on? Um, time was a big factor. So, look, I'm, I'm not going to be honest. I'm going to be honest, sorry. Is I think a lot of the time you think about doing these things and then you just kind of put it off because you think, um, you think oh, I ain't got time for that. I'll do it next week. I'll do it next month. And if I'm honest, I set this up during COVID. So I was kind of, I was on furlough at the time. Um, so I had a bit more time in my hands. Um, but also it was the middle of, it was just after George Floyd got murdered in the US. Um, and I'd had this, this list of names of black 
salespeople who I've spoken to in my role before or come across on LinkedIn. And I had this list of names from a while back. This when I was thinking about doing the event. Um, and I just thought with everything that was happening in America um, and all the um, sort of protests in 2020, I thought it was just the right timing. Um, so I think the courage was just, yeah, had more time on my hands, but also it was just, it, would, it was just a perfect time to start to, to make moves on that. On that. So um, yeah, I think a few things came, uh, had, a, had a, played a part in my decision to start it, but I think it would definitely sort of the, the effects of what happened in 2020 and having more time on my hands. Yeah, and that's, that's really interesting that you say it was sort of kick-started from around the George Floyd event um, because that's similar um, to TK as well. Um, when TK originally was founded um, by the, the, the few founders that we had at that time, um, it was that that was the essentially the trampoline for us to go and say, we want to set up this community where we're trying to drive more people into roles from underrepresented backgrounds. Um, so I'm, I'm, I want to dig a little bit deeper into BTSN as well. Um, sure. Do you think you could share with, with um, listeners um, just the initiatives that you've got set up within BTSN and just how, how you're supporting those who are members? Yeah, sure. So like this is, um, this is always changing. It's always developing. It's always... Um, we're always innovating to try and make BTSN more valuable for the members. Um, so just take it, I'll take it back a little bit, actually. So BTSN, when we started, and still now we've still got um, connections with universities and students, but it was, in the beginning, it was students and professionals. Um, and the idea was that we put on events for both sides. Uh, we put on workshops for both parts of the community. Um, we have mentoring that maybe links them two together. Um, so there was a lot going on. And in the last, in the first two years or first 18 months of BTSM, we had lots of workshops um, for people to develop themselves in terms of um, their sales ability or other areas of their role. We had like lots of uh, virtual events, obviously, because it was COVID around like different topics of not just sales, but also like topics such as knowing your worth as a black, black person and getting salad and being able to ask for a pay increase and not having imposter syndrome, topics like that. Um, uh, we had events where um, uh, talent managers could come and listen to our members speak about what it's like to be a black person in the workplace. We had loads of different initiatives. So it was kind of like, we was kind of just saying yes to everything. Um, and I sat down at the beginning of the year just thinking, right, I'm going to step into a new um, sort of venture in terms of setting my business up. So I want to make sure that BTSN isn't as, is a bit more clear um, for our members uh, and isn't as, sort of messy because I think with communities you can say yes to a lot of things but then you actually you don't really achieve to, in, enough so at the moment what we're doing is we're keeping things really really simple so the initiatives uh there's three three key areas that we're focusing on especially for this year anyway which is more FaceTime so I think because BTSM was set up in the middle of the pandemic we're very unlucky not to be able to meet up as much as we liked um so we didn't really have any proper networking events. Alex, the one you came to at Salesforce Tower was pretty much our proper, our, like our first proper networking event. Yes, we'd got together at different community events before, but to say we set up in July, sorry, June 2020, and our first proper networking event was in March 2022, it's madness really. So, and a lot of the members said to me, like, we need to get in front of each other more. So it's more FaceTime. That's the, that's the key one. And that could be events like the Salesforce one, or it could just be meetups like the one you came to last month. 
just brings people together. And then second of all, um, we want to be able to educate our members more. So I want BTSN to be a place where if you're a salesperson or if you're a customer success manager or if you're in another position in the commercial teams and you're not maybe getting an, you know, when you've got a question at work and you can't really get the answer to it, I want it to be a place where you come to BTSN and you get those answers, whether it's asking people in the Slack group or whether it's a workshop that we put on. You're getting different little bits of nuggets of information that you may be not getting in your role. Um, and then lastly, we want to be able to have like collaboration across the, the, the community. So mentoring, mentoring within like, uh, within the community. So like more senior people mentoring junior people, but then also maybe going into like schools and, and, the, and universities and colleges and giving back in that sense. So those three areas, I feel like um, that's what we're focusing on. And I think then we can, I think that's really delivering value back to, to members and also helping us with our mission of, hopefully increase representation of black people in tech sales. Yeah, well, it, I feel like it does make sense. You know, you've, you know, starting out, and I think at TK, we've not been too dissimilar. You you want to get your name out there. You want to do as much as you can. And you do you do find yourself saying yes to everything so that you can yes. build that brand and the goodness around what you're doing. But the more success you have, the more you're right. You feel like you need to go, right, actually, let's bring it back so that yeah. we've got a bit more of a cohesive vision that we can really execute on rather than being so so scattergun. I think it's, it's almost the, the way that it is in any startup scenario, right, whether you're mm-hmm. a kind of a, a charity or your own business or anything in between. Um, so, yeah, yeah we, we resonate with that. Um, I, found it, it, I found it really interesting that you speak about Salesforce because my um, – my husband uh, works there and he also All listens right. to the podcast and okay. they've done some really good things with their own ERG recently, like we do at Microsoft and like a lot of the, the other companies that are part of T-Care. And um, one of the things I think is really important to understand is you, we know that allies out there are some of the biggest people who, well, they are the biggest community that can help us to succeed in all of our missions around racial equality. And mm-hmm. um, for those that are part of the ally community that are hearing about what BTSN are doing, you know, you're saying about all of these great initiatives that you've got, all the ways you're going to support people to progress in tech and in their careers. What do you say to the allies who are listening to things like this? Like, how are they part of the solution to help here? Because arguably there are our group, there's your company, there's your recruitment company, but we are the minority in this in helping. The majority have got to come on board, right? So if they're listening and they're like, well, what does it really mean? How can I help? How can I get involved? Do, do you have anything that you would say to that allyship community? Yeah, like BTSN is open to anyone who supports our mission. So um, I think some people have admittedly asked me, is it, is it open to white people or is it open to someone who's not black? And yeah, it is. Come along. Like um, I can think of a few people who have, have been involved in events and um, who have got a real passion for, for creating change or driving change in the industry. And I always say, come along, learn from us, learn from the members, learn from what they, what they want, um, learn from maybe the challenges that they're having and um, be a spokesperson for BTSN, whether it's going back to your business and speaking to your senior leadership team, whether you are a leader and changing the way that you have processes internally, whether you're a talent manager or a, or a VP of sales, come and listen to us and take action off the back of that as well. I think... That's why I think the problem is with like some of the uh, events uh, that you have, a lot of these DNI events or um, sessions around um, increasing representation. I think a lot of it is kind of listening, hearing it, but there's no action off the back of that. So I think I think for allies is if if they are going to be part of BTSN, I think like come along, like I said, listen, but then see create like action off the back of that. 
So look, we're open to everyone. We're open to anyone who, who shares our mission. Um, and I think it'd be important, not just, to, it'd be it's good to have different voices as well. Like I read a book called, um, I haven't finished it actually, I keep digging back into it. Rebel Ideas, have you heard of it? Um, and it's all about diversity, diversity of thought. So although, yes, we've got a, a very diverse group of people in terms of we've got black salespeople, it's probably good to have people who are thinking differently as well to help us with our mission. So I'm open to anyone else who's interested in getting involved to be discerned if you're not black, if you come from a different background. Yeah, um, and I want you to... Um... I want to try and maybe take more of a bird's eye view um, to what your group is and basically around the topic that we're speaking about today. So obviously with um, BTSN, that is in a specific channel for specific people within a specific role. Now yeah. we have listeners that are going to be from various different roles um, within the tech industry and various different backgrounds as well. Who may be thinking, I like the sound of BTSN, however, I don't think it is for me, but I do want to potentially find a group or create a group um, or community that's similar. Um, what what would be the key, three key things you would tell that person um, to do in terms of trying to either set up that community or join that community? Yeah, so, so do you mean, um, so I think if, if someone is from a, in, not in a sales role, um, first of all, and they are looking to get into be looking to get to BTSN. That's fine. Come along. We're open to it. Like you don't have to be in a sales position. I think like the name Black Tech Sales Network can be quite. If you're not a salesperson, you think, well, it's not for me. It's almost a bit like, oh, well, I'm not in sales, therefore. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Me, but, yeah. Um, I think to be clear, like it's for it's almost like the Black Commercial, sorry, Black Tech Commercial Network which because it's open to people who are in all kind of commercial roles across the, across like in tech businesses whether it's a sdr a csm sales engineer etc but um at many of the events we've had uh a lot of the attendees are not in sales roles but you know they, they still want to get behind our mission so I'm, I'm open to that whether if people are interested in setting up communities um themselves i think it's is this what you're asking me alex about where to start where to start setting one up yourself or yeah, where to start if you wanted to set some, set one up yourself, that's right. Yeah, so I think the key thing you have to think about if you're going to set another one up, whether it's a different space, is you just have to have a clear objective, like why are you setting it up? What's the reason? Um, because I think a lot of people jump into these things and it's kind of, um, it's, it's, it's a good idea, but it's like, what do you really want to be striving towards? Because if you haven't got an objective or a mission, and you get a bit lost, kind of what we were talking about earlier when you have too many things on the table. It's kind of like, well, where are we going with this? I think I was there at some point, and we had to really make the mission statement quite clear. Um, second of all, I'd try and niche it, because there's so many different communities nowadays. A lot of people have said to me, is why don't Black Tech Sales Network be more of a black um, tech network? Well, there's loads of them. There's, there's so many of them. And there's not many of them that are focused around sales or commercial roles. So I think that's really helped us get ahead. And that may mean we're never going to be 20,000 members, but I think we'll deliver the value back to the 1,000 members that we hopefully will be soon, or the 2,000 members that we will be hopefully soon. So I think that's important. Um, and think about having a team around you as well. 
So uh, a lot of people may be setting up communities um, by themselves or with a small group, but really make sure everyone's got their positions and their roles that they're going to play really um, clear on what they, how they're going to deliver value back to that community. I made the mistake before of not really delegating roles out, and it's probably, I'm, I'm pretty crap at like delegating um, because in my head I'm like, well, they're not getting paid for it and it's free, but you'd be surprised how much people want to help. So I think it's just being smart and delegating passed out to other people, or else you're never going to be able to grow. So yeah, I think object having a clear objective and a mission statement, um, how, being able to niche it and focus on a certain area. And then third of all, I'd say uh, having a good team around you as well. I mean, you 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 sound like you're part of TK. I feel like we're going through some exactly the same uh, <laughs> growing problems as uh, as we look to achieve our missions. And, and I do also think you make a really great point about know what you want, want to achieve, however big or small that is, because you know, my day job is working in education. And I also think when you're, you're getting involved in projects that are passion orientated like ours, passion will only sustain you for so long. Um, and I think you need to move past the passion and have that as an underlying almost fire that builds you up but also you still got a strategy you still got a plan still got a view and uh, and yeah I think that's really important for all organisations that are looking to grow um, irrespective of where, they, where they're focusing mm-hmm. um, in terms of you know, some of the things that you were saying about uh, kind of not only your community but also your business I'm interested in, in a couple of things because first of all it's not just about those that are I'm not in sales therefore is this, a, is this a community that's part of me because I don't work in that, even though I might want to aspire to it. But there's also the fact that the tech community in general is a really buoyant place to be and it offers a lot of opportunity across a lot of different areas. So we often might be talking to people who aren't in sales in the tech industry, but might not be in sales in any industry. So yeah. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on, well, actually, how do we appeal to some of them? Because we know that it's a great place to be and said it's got all those opportunities. But also... Do you, do you worry or do you have a view on whether there is a perception of sales just amongst the black community? Like, is this a place that they see where they can be successful or should be successful or will fit in? Do you, you know, I'm yeah. interested in kind of the tech view, but also actually when it is a sales, is there a perception of actually it's just not what we don't do this? You know, do you see yeah. that as a prevalent fault? Massively huge. Like, I think um, I always I was give this the scenario when it, when. Um, Black people don't like to be sold to, I feel. So, and it's like, those are the people that, if someone's selling in the street, usually think, well, I'm not going to get anything out of this, <laughs> this guy. Because we're more like, I'm not... Oh, I'm not Do you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I feel like we're, we're less open to being sold to. And we, yeah, we see right through the kind of salesy approach, right? Um, yeah. So I feel like when you mention the word sales, is that's what they think about. Whereas it's completely different to that in the tech space. It's, it's like someone said to me, the other day, I spoke to a, a student and they said they want to be in a consulting role. And I said, why do you want to be consulting? It's not like problem solving. Well, tech salespeople are solving, problem, solving problems all the time. They're just making commission Absolutely. off the back of it. So you're consulting businesses and how you can help them, but you're making commission and you're selling it at a higher price and you, know, you, can, and you make a lot of money from it. And I think that's so, all... I think um, in terms of sales, again, going back to it, yeah, the perception is that it's a bit sleazy. Um, no one really makes that much money from selling for other people. Um, and I think that perception massively needs to change because that's not what it's like in tech. Look, there's still some very some industries that are very old school in their sales approach. But Alex, you'll know this. 
Um, Angela, I don't know if I, mean, I didn't ask you before, are you in, are you in sales? Through and through, mate. Yeah. So you'll know this, that like it's completely different to what the uh, perception of like a sleazy car salesperson is. It's really different to that. It's meetings, Couldn't it's understanding, um, it's consulting, it's building a relationship up. And I think those things are all very, like black people are very um, naturally good at those things. So yeah, I think there's a big perception on sales. There's also a big perception, I know you didn't ask for this, but I think tech as well. Like I think the problem with the tech space and not seeing as many black people getting into tech or tech sales, we don't really have any role models. Like most black sales professionals or black people in tech are their first generation. Like their parents weren't working in tech. It wasn't an industry that our, yeah. um, our mums and dads, our aunties and uncles, our, our grandmas and granddads worked in. So you're the first one. So you're almost fighting that battle of your parents maybe wanting to just go down different routes. Um, but then also it's like, I think there's, this, there's certain industries that have seemed to be successful in the black community, which is like being a lawyer, um, uh, being like an accountant, being working as a doctor. Um, there's, there's certain industries that have seemed to be successful. Maybe you, your uncle was really successful in one of those roles or your mom or whatever. There's no one to say mm. that, oh, my, my uncle or my parent or my dad or my auntie was really successful in tech. So you're the first one. So I think that's why there's, there's a lack of awareness as well. That's the problem. But no, I've just yeah. jumped into another answer there. What was the first part of your, your, your question about No, I think, I think that was a good one. And do you know what? Ignore it. It wasn't good enough because we've forgotten <laughs> it. We can move on. But it's an interesting point that you're like, you're almost you're selling the industry as well as then also selling sales beyond the industry. So it's a yeah, it's a, compl- a complex, but, you know, an interesting place to be. Yes, I, I, I wanted BTSN to be a place for when, if, if you are in a completely different industry, like, for example, um, my housemate, Michael, he, he he hasn't worked in tech before. But I think being surrounded by, like, BTSN and coming to the Salesforce event, it's now pivoting his career towards maybe a tech industry. And that's why I'm open to people coming into to BTSN who are not um, in sales already, because maybe we can be the network that encourages you to make a pivot in the industry. Um, the best is when, like, you get a young person who has maybe in, like, like wanting to work in legal and done a little bit of experience in like in a law firm and then they see what careers opportunities are in tech sales and then the career just goes like this that, that that's that's what i love btsn to be about and niall if you're um i mean we've spoken about the opportunity that sales presents you know you can career could do great things but let's also talk about the fact that it's fun right Mm-hmm. I mean, lots of people that work in sales have a good time doing it and you get all of the great things that, you know, you can have a great career side. But how do you sell that other side of it, which is we can have a bit of a laugh when we're doing this as well as getting all the benefits of having a high flying career? Yeah. So like when I speak to students, it's always that, that's a big part of it. It's um, every day is kind of I mean, people try to say you're your own boss and I guess you're not your own boss unless you say your own company. But um, you still run your day to day business where you're not being micromanaged but a lot of it's down to you you set your own you set your own kind of schedule for the day you've got targets to hit but you meet them the way you feel that's best and that's the thing that's great about sales um the ups and downs of sales are actually quite fun i know people like to talk about like the downside of sales in terms of like losing out on deals and missing targets but i think that makes you a better person because it drives you on to be able to deal with like rejection and failure and think about ways and how you can be better in the future so yeah, I think um, when I speak to students a lot, I always talk about the life skills that you learn from sales and also like getting commission, going on like president's clubs, um, uh, away on like with, with, the, with the team 
or um, going on incentives in terms of like lunch club and things like that. So I always talk about the incentives because I feel like a lot of the, especially the students I speak to are still looking to go down those sort of old fashioned careers. Um, not saying anyone who gets into finance is wrong. I'm not saying anyone who gets into like a law firm is wrong, but be more open-minded to these new kind of ways of working, especially in the tech space and especially in sales. So yeah, I always talk about yeah. how fun it is and, and, and the benefits of it, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really interesting and I'd like to um, pick up on the point that you've said about students um, and, and your whole focus that BTSN's got around students. What, what are you seeing right now in terms of the behaviour from students with regards to sales in general? Are they sort of looking at it as the same as when they look at being a doctor or a lawyer or is it something different? Like where, where does it sit within, within that community? Um, I still think there's a lot of work to do. It goes back to what I was saying in terms of sales not being seen as a career. I think a lot of people still kind of fall into sales out there, they still say, or oh, got into sales by accident. Um, so we need to be the drivers behind, you know, I wanted to go into sales for this reason. So we need to be able to show those reasons. That's what BTSN is big for. It's showing that you've got 400 black sales professionals who are already in the industry being successful. It's like, look at those guys as role models. But I think students are still very... Um, I think, if I'm honest, sometimes we've gone into school, universities, and, and they've seen Black Tech Sales Network. And again, the word sales, I think, if I'm honest, it might put them off, like coming to a webinar or listening in. Maybe if it was, it was just about, if we just market ourselves as getting into tech, I feel like we'd have a lot more conversations. Because I think a lot of students are interested in tech. There's a lot of stuff going around on TikTok nowadays. I don't know if you've seen the videos, but it's like a day in the life of my day at Google or Microsoft, for example. And I think people are opening their eyes and more open-minded to tech, but I think some of them don't know how to get into it. So I want to be, um, we want to be the community that is like, well, if you haven't studied engineering and computer science, this is how you get into tech on the commercial side. So I think there's still a lot of work to do there. Um, yeah. But it's going to change. It's going to change, I think, because like I said, social media is, is, is it has a lot to say around tech nowadays. So maybe we get, get the interest in getting into tech first, and then we can come in and help them actually see the different opportunities that exist in tech. Yeah, and, and that, that's so true though, isn't it? And I mean, by the way, I loved your point around, it's, it's people don't aspire to be a salesperson, right? As yeah. You, that's a re- yeah, it's so different. But if you, you think I want is? to be a teacher, uh, I do think you made a good point earlier about being maybe a bit sleazy, maybe a bit, you know, you don't have to have a degree or a huge education to get into sales. And it's not because sales is easy, but it's because sales often isn't a quantifiable skill. You know, if you can make good relationships with people, if you can problem solve, you know, those are things that you can learn in any kind of, I guess, formal education. But you can also learn on the job. And mm. that's maybe why I don't know people fall into it because these are kind of life skills and skills that they've built maybe from team sports let's say or you know from mm. cookery clubs they've been part of who knows but mm. I, don't, I don't know I think it's a really good question I don't know if I have an answer to it to be honest Alex what do you think yeah I'm I'm thinking because with sales right I feel there's a certain stigma of it is like I like to call it in the trenches sales style which is you're on the phone making X amount of dials in a day, trying to send these emails as quick as possible and everything's just about output, right? I feel like that's the part that it's perceived to be um, almost like 
we're stockbrokers and we're having to make that amount of calls within the day. Um, and I think the side that we don't really show is about the fact that we're doing, we're going out for lunch and we're meeting our clients and some of us are best friends with our clients. Um, I've got a client that I work with um, and they're based in Leeds and the relationship that I have with him, we speak twice a week, maybe three times a week if you really need something from me. Um, but like you, you end up building these relationships with people that you can then take on past work, um, not just having to have this business relationship with them um so i think it yeah i think it's just it's the stereotypes isn't it the stereotypes that have been placed by the previous generations have just been yeah. continued yeah. on um and i feel like it's changing at the moment a lot of people were shouting about um all of their successes that they have within the sales community or in the tech community as well and i think with that we'll get more and more people going you know what let me find out what this industry is, what it's about, um, how I can get involved and be part of a community there. And they'll discover yeah. things like DTSN and T-Care and whatnot. Um, and I just think you're in a great position now if you've come out of university and you're a school leaver. There's so much different paths that you can go down. Um, I'd, I'd definitely, first and foremost, join something like BTSN um, where you can you can get that support. And I mean, I've been to some of the events. Some, some of the people that have been there have been in their roles for two or three months and they're sort of looking yeah. back at yeah. the, the older ones where I, I think I'm sort of more in the middle of that, um, hopefully. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but they're looking at us to say, how have you succeeded? How have you got to where you are? How have you de dealt with some of the setbacks that you've had within your career? Um, and I remember when I started my role, um, first role in sales, I didn't have that community at all. I had to just look to look to my colleagues and in some cases they were helpful in some cases they were not some some were just simply too busy um but in short to answering your question um i think it's the stereotypes that are really uh, yeah really driving it sorry i was going to say something else that you said no, and i totally agree with everything alex said there what you what we get into tech and what we all will have seen um is that the opportunities are abundant across different roles. So actually, when you move into it, you might start in sales, you might even move in a more technical role. You might start in a technical role, move across into sales, or yeah. in any one of the millions of other things that we know that we can do. And it's recognizing that tech maybe doesn't necessarily mean that actually you are just a salesperson, you are just a technical person. In yeah. fact, Gartner said that by 2025, 80% of all IT products will be built by non-IT professionals. So if okay. we take that ethos of actually, you don't have to be technical to build technical stuff. You don't mm -hmm. have to be in sales to sell stuff and vice versa. So yeah, actually yeah. maybe it's about breaking down the stigmas of what sales means overall, as opposed to just, Feeding up with pigeonholed, right? Because I think tech is more than that. That's the experiences in my career anyway. And, I, and I'd like mm -hmm. to think that with the confidence, the backing, with support of companies like yours, actually, everyone can have experiences like those. Yeah, no, no. I, I completely agree. And there's a lot of people within BTSN who have moved roles recently. Like you look in the LinkedIn and they've gone from being a salesperson to more relationship management or they've gone from sales into engineering. And that you like, you're like you right. There's so many different opportunities that exist once you get into the tech world um, and it, and I guess you just got to find what's right for you. That might start off with working in a position that's not right for you, but then BTSN hopefully is a place where you learn from other people in different positions who can mentor you into getting into different roles. And that's what the celebra celebra celebrate part start with BTSN is about. It's about 
celebrating our members and showcasing the talent that we've got so others can see what's happening in in the industry yeah um no to- totally agree and i actually i mean you see about people moving i keep seeing that all of the time as well and I keep hearing at the minute it's a bit of a candidate's market. There's a lot of opportunity going on. There's a lot of stuff out there. Mm. Like, are, are you seeing that? And are you? What, what do you yeah. think that means to people who might want to progress or might be thinking, maybe I should move. I'm not sure. Like, what would your guidance be at this moment in time in terms of what's out there in the tech industry? Yeah, it's crazy. It's, I mean, I'm a, I'm a recruiter, and it's just there's so many opportunities now out there. Each candidate, if you've got anything about you, you've got sort of two or three four opportunities on the table um but yeah it's tough for like people like me as a recruiter because we've got to have the right opportunities on the table um but yeah it's definitely a candidate-led market um candidates are getting i've seen a stat the other day that the average salary increase is between sort of 20 and 30 percent now that people are getting when they move roles so wow like if you if you are thinking about a move by all means speak to recruiters speak to businesses like find out what they've got like you know, you've heard obviously the great resignation that was that's happened since COVID. Like, I think some people feel um, they feel like it's the wrong thing to do to look for roles whilst they're at, whilst they're at business. But there's nothing wrong with keeping an eye on the market, is there? So speak to people like myself. Speak to other businesses if they look interesting, because you might be able to get a quite high increase in salary if that's what you're that's absolutely you're looking for. So I definitely say. Um, leverage this time right now um and then yeah see what's out there there's not there's no harm in looking is there absolutely not yeah no not give you a call mate we'll see what we can do there so <laughs> that was me that was, that was me that was me selling my give me a call yeah <laughs> um i just wanted to um Slightly changed tack here, because um, I think you mentioned before about how your prior business helped you set up BTSN. Um, there may be individuals who, like I said, they're looking to set up something similar to BTSN and are not sure where they can go and get that support. How, how did your previous company um, give you that support to set up BTSN? What, what tools did they give you? Yeah, so my previous company was called Wiser, um, Wiser Elite, so we used to do, we had other communities before BTSN. So we started off with the first community, which was for all kind of just top performing salespeople in the tech space. Um, then that, then we had like an SDRs one. So if anyone that's not, that's not SDR is a sales development representative, which is usually the first sales role you get into as a, as a, a graduate in tech. Um, so when I had the idea of BTSN, it, um, it made sense to follow the path of those other successful communities and get the support of Wiser. Um, so yeah, like they were brilliant in terms of, they put resources behind it in terms of like the marketing. Wiser was half a creative agency as well. So that's some really good people for designing and like coming up with um, campaigns and social media, so that really helped. And then we also had someone in a community manager role, a girl called Izzy, um, and she took the uh, role in terms of managing all the communities alongside the founders of each community. Um, and she would do a lot of like the stuff on social media, the planning of events, uh, coordinating things like the mentor program. So that was brilliant. BTSM wouldn't be where it is without Wiser. I'll, I'll always say that. Um, so I think you have to just be in the right business. They were 
supportive of me in terms of building it and growing it and giving me the reins to kind of manage it myself. Um, some businesses may not be like that. They may see it as um, just uh, something to make money from it, but you have to look at the long run. And I think that's what uh, my business, my previous business were pretty good at. And that's great to hear that you had that support because any network like this, I don't think really gets up and running on its own or they can do, but it's, it's hard enough with the support, right. let alone, you know, feeling like you're doing it in a, in a silo. So yeah. it's great to know there are businesses out there that are absolutely front and centre of building communities like yours and, you know, you yeah. are where you are today for that reason. I think just um, let me jump in there. I think another important thing is try and make it aligned with your role as well because then you can... Mine was very much aligned. You know, I was speaking to people a lot, candidates who could maybe go into BTSN or speak to businesses who could maybe be interested in BTSN. I think if it's completely different away from your role, that's not a bad thing. You may have another interest, but I think it'd be very mm. hard to manage your day-to-day if it's completely different areas of the business or different areas of focus. So I think that's, that's something to think about. That, that's amazing um, advice, actually. And I received something similar way back in the day when I worked at HP. And I remember the, the current MD then said to me when I was looking to progress, if you want to change roles, he was like, change roles or change segment. He was like, but do one or the other. He's like, try and keep, yeah. a t- keep a hand in something that you know, because otherwise yeah. trying to change everything at the same time is actually giving yourself an awfully big, you know, hill to climb and just limiting your chances of success. So yeah. I can see absolutely how that would remain the same when you're looking to... Uh, you know, looking to build communities like this. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it did make me think in terms of the companies that you're recruiting for now. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really intrigued to hear, I mean, you know how important that supportive culture is. So when companies come into you saying, look, now I need, you know, recruiting for X role, this is what I'm after. Do you take a view on, well, actually, what's this company's culture like? What are they like when I'm bringing candidates in? And is that going to be the kind of environment I'm going to be proud to say I've recruited for you and you've got a brilliant person starting whenever? Yeah, hundred um, percent. I think we always do. Like I always do. Almost, I know you in, in tech sales. Discovery is the word I use a lot. I'm the same. So, like, I'll do a discovery call to find out what the business looks like in terms of initiatives around DNI, what the leadership teams like, um, what their mission is, what their culture's like. Because one, it makes it a more exciting and a better um, relationship for me with that business. But it also, it's only going to make it more unlikely that I'm going to place candidates there if you haven't got a poor culture, um, yeah. your, your diversity is poor, um, your management is poor. There's no point in me doing that. So, like, I think, yeah, 100%, I always look into that. Sometimes you can't don't see everything in the beginning, so you may think, oh, it's a good opportunity to work on, um, and you start recruiting for them, but then you find this stuff out later on. Um, but you just have to have a conversation with the business and say, look, well, candidates not getting the right experience coming through the interview process or candidates have left the business. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think like it's, a, it's really important for me. Definitely, good question. That. And, and I think that that's actually really good for anyone who's looking to use, you know, pursue talent um, as a recruiter because the right role without the right culture really isn't the right anything at all, is it? Because very yeah. soon you're going to be unhappy and it should be quite confidence building, I would say, for candidates that are saying, I want to move, but I want to feel like someone's going to look after me and not just go, yeah. actually, a role is a role, see you later, you know, yeah. on to the next one. So, um, so yeah. yeah no, retention that, retention is really important. Retention, if you're trying to build a high-performing uh, sales team or a commercial team, you're going to have to be able to retain your, your team and... Um, it all comes with the culture that you're building. So I think a lot of businesses, especially the tech companies that I work with, grow really quickly. They get a lot of funding, they grow really fast, and then they just hire loads of people. 
Whereas if you're a little bit more um, structured with your approach and growth, then you can bring in the right people who are going to match your culture. You may grow a little bit slower, but you may, you're going to be able to retain them and you're not filling, you're not spending loads of money on recruitment costs by filling empty seats, et cetera. So yeah, retention is a massive one and that comes by building a good culture internally and using a recruiter yeah. that understands your culture as well. Yeah, for sure. And fundamentally, you do a good job, they're going to come back to you as well, right? It's like a self-fulfilling yeah, exactly. prophecy around. So. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so I guess first and, first and foremost, thank you, Niall, um, for your time. It's, it's been useful. Really appreciate your insights and the information um, that you've been able to share with not just myself and Jeremy, but also the listeners as well. Um, is there any final comments that you, you, you'd like to make um, or final insights that you think would be useful um, for our listeners? Yeah, I think if you've got an idea and you heard about setting up a community, it'll just start. So like BTSN for me started off with literally just messaging people saying, do you want to be part of this network? They said yes. I put them in a WhatsApp group. Suddenly we had a community of 50 people in a WhatsApp group. That was it. And then you just kind of build it from there. Maybe have a bit more of a structure, more of a mission and objective before than I did. But it just shows it doesn't take a lot to get started. A lot of people already have people in a network that could be part of their community. So just ask them and start from there. Even if it's 20 people, you slowly grow, mm. especially once you get your mission yeah. and your objectives clear. So just get going. Yeah, just start. So basically, don't ask, don't get, which, as anyone in my life knows, is my favourite saying. <laughs> Niall. So I think that's a really, really good place to finish. Yeah. Um, so look, thank you for your time. It's been great to hear about all of your, your insights. I would really urge everyone to take a look at Black Tech Sales Network. Uh, they're yeah. all available online. And also, if you're looking for a new role, hit up Nile at Pursue Talent. So, you know, yeah. clearly he's going to do a good job for any of you. So, look, thank you. Lovely, lovely to speak. And, yeah, great, great conversation. Cheers, Alex. Cheers, Al. I think what you're doing is brilliant as well. I'm happy to help as much as possible going forward. Maybe we can collaborate on an event or something in the future. So, Yeah, definitely. Let's, let's, let's. Great. But yeah, no, so for our listeners, thank you. Thank you for listening um, to this episode of the TK Podcast. And we look forward to hearing or having you on the next one. So yeah, take care and, and, and enjoy the rest of your day. Cheers. Catch you later, Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.